Welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Elizabeth, and whether this is your first time or you are a returning listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time and listening ear each episode as I dive into the power of storytelling, learning that we are the main characters in our own stories, and the freedom that can come from breaking free of the false narrative that has been playing in our minds. With how noisy the world has become, it means so much to me that you have chosen this podcast to listen to, to be encouraged by, to have a laugh or two, to think more deeply, and to ultimately know that your story matters. So I would love for you to tell the story of how we met. So I had a friend's mom uh, recommend online dating to me. I was really hesitant because I had never done it before. And so got on, made my profile, changed it about a dozen times because I didn't like what it was to begin with. Yeah. And then we we kind of found each other and we started talking for probably about a month. Mm-hmm. And then we were both kind of, you know, interested in other people and uh, went our separate ways. And that was probably August of 2020. Yeah. And I think end of October, I went through and saw your profile on Facebook and we had one mutual friend and uh, I sent you a friend request and you immediately reached out to me and you were like, how did you find me? Because I had deleted that that online dating app. Yeah. And when I had gotten back on after we went and talked to separate people offline, I came back and you weren't there. So when I came back, you had probably deleted it and you had given me your phone number at some point and I just didn't save it. I didn't write it down. And I was like, oh, shoot, was that a missed opportunity when I didn't see you on the app? Yeah. And so it's funny how the Internet works because then I pop up and it's like, oh, thank God, because I would have had absolutely no idea. of like, I knew your first name and what you look like. And I think that's really as far as we went. We probably said like whereabouts in Ohio we lived, but because we were in two different cities at that point. But I was like, I've never been more grateful for Facebook in my life. <laughs> and the whole reason I gave you my number <laughs> was for an acting gig. That's right. That yes. I wanted to hire you for. That's right. Because <laughs> we had talked about that and I had since, you know, quote unquote, loosely retired probably in 2018. And yeah, you would talk to me about, was it the commercial that was actually filmed at your parents' old house? Was that the one? I think that was it. I think that was it. You were supposed to answer, you were supposed to answer the front door. And uh, I think we went through. Yeah, it was for a a local cable internet company that you work for. And I was like, no, that's okay. I'm good. (laughs) That was right. You weren't trying to be arrogant or or slippery or anything like that but then I was like oh gosh darn it he's gone and then you came right around again in the revolving door of love and I think we talked for a little bit definitely talked on the phone a little bit and then can you tell the story of our first two dates which happened in the same day so it was beginning of november because it was right after halloween yep we went through and we were going to go for a hike 
and then go get lunch. And uh, I drove up to your place in Lakewood, picked you up. We went for a hike. Super great day. A lot of fun. Some of us got out of breath from walking all the steps. That was me. (laughs) And I kept like reassuring you, I don't have asthma, as if that would be something that would. Total deal breaker. Total deal breaker. Asthma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then after that, we, we talked for a while about acting and career and almost a little bit of dating history, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went and we got pho at number one pho up in Cleveland. So, And good. then we were, I said, hey, do you want to go see a outdoor movie tonight? And you were more than interested. Uh, so we went through, we looked up times and they actually weren't showing because they were doing a film festival at the, oh, at the drive-in. Yeah, that's right. Because we were trying, it was the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday, and we we're like, why the heck can't we see a movie? Because that would have been prime time spot to see a drive in movie at night. And I'd never been, and I thought it would just be the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, we couldn't do it because of the film festival. So, you dropped me off back home at my house, and then what happened? Then I, then I went back to my house, picked up a projector, movie candy, little tiny wines in a little tiny bottle and uh later that evening i came back up and we did a uh, an outdoor movie theater in in your driveway yep we had the projector going on the garage, garage door. door i was gonna say the driveway door and that didn't make sense the garage door so yeah all the equipment all of the snacks wine you actually had a cooler with like ice and water and chairs and a blanket and like everything you could possibly think of it was there and we watched disney's onward yeah and honestly i can't even tell you what it's about because we talked the entire time i i learned your love of phantom of the opera yes um we talked about the the newer movie yes i guess the newest phantom movie at the time which i think is still the newest yeah they haven't redone it the was it gerard butler gerard butler Emmy Rossum and yeah. Patrick Wilson. That was 2004. So like that's aging and, itself, but yeah. And your, your hot take. And I think what we discussed most was you enjoyed the movie more than the, the onstage Phantom. Yes. I saw the movie in 2004. Probably I didn't honestly see it until middle school, which is probably better for everyone and just completely obsessed. And I want to say that that might be, my all-time favorite it's really hard to pick favorites don't ask me we all know this but top five at least like gung-ho and it wasn't until years later that i saw it at cleveland playhouse square and it was beautiful it was just just beautiful and i know that it's called phantom of the opera and so opera technique with the voice lends itself differently than pop than rock than anything else all of the singers were just using so much vibrato. And that's when you hold a note and it's kind of like the, uh, um, it's, it's more complex than that, but that's, <laughs> that's the basic. It was just a lot. And if you've heard opera for any time, just a little bit, it's just, it's big, it's boisterous, it's loud, it's proud. And for some reason it just took me out of it where in the movie, it's very straight sounding. And obviously that's how most musical theater shows are done. And for some odd reason, seeing it on stage, but just 
hearing all of that vibrato really put me off, even though I love opera. And so, yeah, my hot take is that I haven't seen Phantom since on stage. And uh, it is now closed on Broadway, which is very sad, but it will be back in some way, shape or form. And yeah, I still hold true that I like the movie. That movie's great. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, we had two first dates. It was great. And we kind of just did some fun things over the next couple months. And I don't know how it has been in your past dating history, but for me, especially if it's someone that if it's someone that I'm not going to hide from my parents, I will introduce them, have y'all meet just because I feel like it's easier. There's less pressure of like, who is this person? When are we going to meet them? So I don't remember at what point you met them, but it was just like, let's just kind of get it over with so that it's done. We can move on. And then I met your parents and that was great. I don't have a problem with meeting people early because again, if it wouldn't have worked out, like it would have been fine because it's nice to kind of put a face to the name and know, hey, this is who you're spending time with. And you were just so wonderful that I didn't have any like qualms of, nah, we're not ready yet. I'm just like, whatever. Just meet them. Let's do it. So that was fun. So then 2021 dated and I moved out of my place in Lakewood and moved down to Medina and you had just bought a condo earlier that summer. And so I moved in in October and I said, I want to date a year before anything progresses. I don't know why I've never had that rule before. And then in December you proposed. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. So it was, we, we were living, uh, or still living, just south of the of the uh, Medina Square, and I think you you knew it was coming. Yeah. And it was it wasn't Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve Eve. So the night before Christmas Eve. Yes. We had our dog Zoe in the car, and I was pretty sure she knew I was proposing that night. So I kind of wanted to. Who Zoe or me? Well, I think both. <laughs> but I wanted to fake you out, and I said, "Should I go in and get it?" Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were in the driveway pulling out. We had our coats. Zoe's in the back. And you're like, should I go get it? Yes, that's right. Because yes. it was still raining. It was it was yeah. raining and I was like, oh, I want it to be perfect. So I was like, should I go get it? And I hesitated. And, uh, and I was like, no, let's just hold off another night. Well, about 30 minutes before we got in the car, I had snuck upstairs and put the ring in my pocket. Um, I think I told you I was up there because your, your toilet was running. And what that wasn't the true. Heck was that? I don't. Here's the thing. I am not the most. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. Somehow you said that, and there were no yellow or red flags as far as like this makes absolutely no sense. Maybe it interpreted in my mind of like, oh, my toilet is just like randomly flushing, but your toilet's running, and I'm like, okay, stop it. I think that was what I told you. I had no. No idea whatsoever. Good on you. And then we, we went to the square and we took some pictures in front of the uh, beautiful Medina gazebo. And there was no one there. Kind of walked off. There was there was no nobody there. there, which is wild around Christmas. Yes. So we walked off to the side and uh, and I got down on a knee with Zoe by my side and uh, and I asked to marry you. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And then people showed up. So it was kind of just this weird, it was perfect. Like it couldn't have been more perfect than than that. And I know 
as soon as we finished, a couple came up and saw we were taking pictures together. And they asked, do you want us to take a picture of you two? And I'm so caught up in the moment and the adrenaline from just asking yeah. <laughs> to marry you that I don't know what I said to them, but it was gibberish. And they just kind of nodded and <laughs> took my, my phone and took a picture. And I was like, uh, sorry, we just got engaged. And they're like, oh, congratulations. Right. And they quickly walked away. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so funny. So yeah, that was phenomenal. Called the parents and told them. And then we set to plan our, I wanted a short engagement. There was no, nothing we needed to necessarily wait for. We didn't need to necessarily hurry anything. But so we were, we dated for a little over a year. We were engaged for six-ish months and then got married um, July 16th, 2022. And as all weddings go, there's planning involved. There's people to please. There's some hearts you have to break. And it's a lot. It is a lot, a lot, a lot. I have two friends getting married at the end of this year. And I'm just like, hang in there, breathe, do what you got to do and make it as stress-free as possible. And so something a tiny bit unconventional that I did, but I think a lot of people end up doing now is I planned a lot of it. We were sitting there talking about a theme. I remember it was football season and it was like five minutes before the game. I was like, great, give me all of your attention for this next five minutes. And I want to ask you about colors, theme, like what are you thinking? And I think you had spewed back like blues and yellows and a dark blue and something like that. I was like, that's great. And then you mentioned Vincent van Gogh's Starry Night, which is one of my favorite paintings in the world. I was obsessed. I had been previously working on a cross stitch of this just to prove my devotion. And I was like, that is brilliant. So you technically came up with the whole theme. I just ran with it. Lanterns, stars, candles, navy blues, just very, very romantic. So we had a blast, needless to say. Great weather. It rained before, but then it cleared up. What do you remember about the wedding? What stands out? It was very hot. Sure was. <laughs> but it was it was nice. Uh, no no suit jackets. It was just you know suspenders, oh, shirts, yep, button up, and it was it was you know it was gorgeous. The 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 venue was yes. beautiful. It was so pretty. It was magical. And uh, I think just as it got later in the night, with all the lights turned on and the, the chandelier in the barn, it was it truly was a magical night. It was. Under the stars. Under the stars, because it was starry <laughs> night. We had a taco food truck. We had ice cream. Basically, all of our favorite things. We kept the guest list small because we met during COVID, and so you didn't actually get to meet a lot of family and even extended friends until the wedding. And so that was something that we talked about early on to make it a thing of, hey, who absolutely needs to be there? who absolutely needs to be in the room of a very important thing. And so it worked out perfectly. Everyone who was able to be there was, and we just were dancing and drinking and dancing and other people drank a lot more. And then a lot of people danced a lot more. And it was, it was so, so, so fun. Can we do it again? Oh, I, if it didn't cost so much, <laughs> yeah, we would do it every summer. Yes. All right, we need to figure out how to cut costs and then do it every summer. I don't need to do like the whole full-blown thing. I just want like some food and then just space to dance. Yeah. That's what I want. I think I think that's totally fair. Okay, we'll do it every other year. So we skip this year. We'll do skip it next this year. Skip this year, do it next year. I love it. Everybody gets married. I mean, it doesn't have to be just us. I mean, that's oh, special, that's right. but it's, you know. That's right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for everyone. That's a good idea. All right, first year of marriage. We've made it. Congratulations to us. 
Woohoo! What has been what's been a highlight for you? I think just our conversations. I know that sounds like just so anticlimactic, but it's it's <laughs> we every so often find ourselves just sitting and talking for hours, and it can be. Mm-hmm. you know, past experiences, uh, love for different musicals, uh, sometimes politics, uh, ethics, but we just sit and we just talk for a while. No TV, no music. It's just the two of us. And that time flies. And it is just so nice mm-hmm. to shut everything else off. And it's just a one-on-one with each other. And I think that's that's what I appreciate and really look forward to the most every time we go through and get to do that. Yeah, it's so, so good. It feeds my soul. And it's nice just to have a space to openly talk. We haven't yet completely disagreed, but there are times that we come at something from two different sides. And we just make space and grace for that and then just talk it out and listen. And yeah, I love it. I think someone had asked like, what's what's a fun part about it? And I'll steal your answer because you had that one, which was very good. We have just laughed, I think, pretty much, so much. every day. So much. <laughs> so much. La- so much laughter. I think for me, you have not fulfilled, but you have helped charge my silliness in a way that I didn't know Maybe I need to do less of it, let's be honest, but um, I can always tone down a little bit. But there is just a sense of safety and fun to just be absolutely buck wild and ridiculous. And so there's never a question in my mind of, oh, what is he going to think of me? Is this going to be weird? Um, How is it going to be received? None of that. I just do it. And then we either laugh about it or we just laugh harder about it. And for me, that has been really great because in all of our conversations about past relationships, for both of us, there's been talks when we have been with other people of that feeling of always walking on eggshells where it's like you were, you kind of always were yourself, but you were a more like condensed version of who you were in order to like not offend people or weird people out. And so with this relationship and and marriage between the two of us, weird just doesn't exist in this house. Like everything is normal, but it's completely weird to everybody else. And that's totally fine. Those eggs are out of the room. There's no shells. There's (laughs) That's completely right. What has been a hard struggle, challenge? What has been a hard moment of the last year? I think definitely Zoe passing away was tough on both of us. Uh, You know, a family dog that I had since I was 21. And two months after we got married, she she passed away. And uh, it was kind of a sudden thing. And it was almost my, my rock for 10 plus years. And... Everybody keeps saying, like, she knew that I was fine and that we were going to do great together. And, you know, it made it easier, but it was it was it was a difficult couple of months. Yeah. uh, Just kind of moving on. Kind of. I mean, we lost a family member. She lived with us. Yep. Uh, We we, you know, walked her every day and we each had special moments with her. And yeah. It was so sudden after the the wedding that it was it felt like a, a part of our family was gone. Yeah. And it and it was. Yeah, definitely. I had never experienced something like that so close and you had grown up with um dogs for your childhood on. And so yeah, I mean I only had a short amount of time with her and I get choked up about it every time. 
Yeah. She was the best first dog for me. And we took some time to to grieve and just kind of understand what life would be like with the two of us. And um, there are talks of getting another dog. We're definitely dog people. And so that'll happen sooner rather than later. But just to give her her proper due diligence with how much she is meant to both of us and then our family and extended. So yeah, losing a pet is very hard, but we, we made it through. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to remember her and just, yeah, smile and and laugh and remember all of her isms because she had a million if she had one. And so, yeah, that was definitely so new out of the gate. Having that very difficult loss was indeed not fun. Yeah. Not fun. We traveled a lot, didn't we? We did the honeymoon. We did the honeymoon. And we did we did New England. So yeah, we did New England for the honeymoon, which was a, a long and hot two weeks. That's right. But it was so much fun. Uh, we met so many great people who um, had experienced marriage. And I think we, we got a lot of um, advice from people. Yep. And then we then we went through and we did uh, Niagara Falls. Yep. We did yeah, just spontaneous trips here and there. And then we, we just finished up our one year anniversary, one whole year married. We did it. Um, and we went, yep. we went to the Finger Lakes and it was, I almost want to say it was nicer than the honeymoon. It was more, re- <laughs> it was more relaxing. It was, yeah. it was yeah. shorter trip. And we just. We were only in one city as compared to driving and going to three different cities in a week and a half. So it was definitely like nice to be in one location. We did have to drive for a few things. Totally fine. But yeah, it was nice to have a, a solidarity and like a home base. Hiking, wine tasting. Um, I'm good for three wineries and then Michaela's got a nap. We've learned that. No surprise to me. <laughs> those three wineries though, those those wine So tastings. good. There's That part of New York is wine country central. And uh, we learned a lot, had fun, had like, I'm not super extroverted, but And when it comes to certain circumstances where it's like we're sitting at the bar and other people are coming in, like I'll always say something. Um, And then it kind of just gets the conversation rolling because it's like, hi, this is weird. It's not like we're at a coffee shop. It's not like we're at a restaurant. Like we're just sitting down and waiting on one person to kind of get through his rounds um, to talk. So anyway, it was just it was fun. You get a lot for for ten dollars for a wine tasting. It's it's more than I expected. And I think it's more highly recommend. We ate after the first one because I definitely mm-hmm. needed it. <laughs> they start. They, like they don't they pour start a lot. Early, they pour like though. two ounces of that. They start early. They st- like at ten a.m., ten eleven a.m. So if you love your wine, then then go for it. But yeah, that was the first time that either one of us had done something like that. And granted, there were you know a hundred more wineries that we could have gone to, but we just kind of stayed in one location, Watkins Glen um, National Park, and we walked the gorge, which the pictures online do not do it justice. It is spectacular. It is this mountainous ravine. There's 19 waterfalls. There's over 100, 100, 830 steps to get up to the very top. And there's a nicer trail too that you don't have to do all those steps. So we walked up, died, and then we came back. Um, <laughs> we felt better for it. But I almost want to consider that like the ninth wonder of the world. Like it was gorgeous. It was. It was. It was gorgeous. <laughs> Because it's gorgeous. Oh. No, but it was it was beautiful. Nice. It was nice. It not too crowded. You're yep. almost entirely in the shade. Uh, yeah, that was super you, nice. It's just it's amazing. 
I think by the end of it, I checked uh, my Fitbit and it said we had walked 44 flights of stairs. And that's the only way I'm getting to the 44th floor in anything is by walking the gorge. And so my calves feel fine. Our calves were like the only things that really hurt. Um, I think you're still going on them hurting a little bit. But yeah, like you definitely felt the burn and we slept really good that we night. We slept really good that <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> that afternoon. That's even, that's not, that is more accurate. Yes. Yeah, just beautiful. So that's what we love to do hiking. And I think we'll try to include like more wineries if we're not always in wine country, but we just have such a good time going. I'm more of a go with the flow anytime a trip is happening and you are definitely a little bit more planned and like to know, okay, this day we'll have it for this. That's totally fine with me. It's just nice to go and be out. And we did a long weekend and I love it. And uh, we're recording this on uh, Monday, which is was our rest day. Cause I always like to include a day of rest after a vacation because everyone says they always need time to rest after they come back from vacation. And it is so true. What else, babe? What else you got for me? You know, you hear so many people say we've had our ups and downs. And yeah, it's only been a year since we've we've gotten married. But it's it's surprisingly been so easy. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is we are just both coming from a place of of no judgment. You know, it's we, we don't judge each other for who we are or our past or, you know, any of our problems. It's just something we get through together. And uh, I think when we do come to a disagreement, it's I wouldn't even consider it a fight, just a disagreement. And within five, 10 minutes, we're we're back and we're, we're talking and it's and laughing. You, you, and oh, <laughs> definitely laughing. And it's just you get through it because, I mean, you signed on for this. Oh, we both signed on for this for life. Right. And uh, you don't you don't want to be in a place of, you know, anger with with your person. No. And open communication. I don't I don't think there's anything that we don't talk about. Like mm-hmm. we're not having those deep conversations every single day, but we do make it, you know, fairly regularly. And we just fall into that naturally. It's not like we say, great, Thursday night, two hours, block it off. We're going to talk. It just happens. And yeah, open communication about a lot of things, about uh, health, mental health, about finances, about trips, about dog, the, the our, our new dog. We've had a lot of conversations about that of just, you know, when's a good time? When are we ready? And I know it's not like we're welcoming a new human into the world. So there is a different expectation as that, but just making sure that we are taking care of ourselves and each other. And then that extends outwardly. But yeah, talking every day all the time and i think what kind of helped was that when i had moved to medina i had quit my job went through my enneagram coach certification and i kind of did a couple of odd jobs for that year and now have moved into a little bit more of a part-time thing so you work from home when you're not on location filming anything and so we were together all of the time and for some people that would just like completely floor them and make them sweaty and uncomfortable but for us, I think it only helped our mm-hmm. friendship grow too. Oh yeah, I mean, it was nice. You know, for the most part, when I'm editing, I'm I'm sitting in front of a computer. But to take a break and have meaningful conversation and kind of talk about what I'm doing or what you're doing has been nice. And with you with you out of the house doing kind of like part time job, I, I I do I miss you. It's it's almost like oh yeah. I, I'm lonely now. Um, but. Yeah. You know, time apart, I think is, is important. We both have separate interests. You love your cross stitching and and you love to read, which is great. And I, 
I'm uh, I'm a wrestle head. I love <laughs> I love wrestling. So three yep. three nights a week almost. I'm I'm in wrestle world and I'm watching wrestling and watching videos and yep. history of wrestling and it's it's good to take time apart and have different interests and there's nothing wrong with that no it's probably the healthiest thing that you can do and while i did buy you like a five dollar cross stitch thing you have not yet done that but i have watched a lot of wrestling so when they talk about compromise i'm not necessarily a wrestle head but i understand it more now than i did when it when i first was introduced and started watching it so it's fun for me because it's fun for you and because it is sports entertainment as an actor or a previous actor, like it absolutely kills me just how ridiculous some of this stuff is. And we talk a lot about different characters and where they are at different points in the show. And it's like, it's just very funny. But I think I remember even saying to you at one point, and this was very bold and brash of me, and I don't remember what was the context, but I was like, you're not here to like complete. Yeah. Like you're not my everything. I think I remember just like, it was like, what, what color, what color is the sky? I said it just like, boom, that. And I truly meant it because we were two very independent people before we got together. And I think that has only continued to grow um, again, because it's not 50-50 for a relationship, it's 100-100. And so it is learning, hey, if I'm not at 100, like, do I need to eat? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to spend some time, you know, by myself? Or do we need to go for a walk together? Do we need to sit outside and have coffee? Like just whatever. And so understanding independence has been so great to help us come together in friendship. And so I think not only has, yes, we were, we've been married for a year, but when they say like you marry your best friend, like I kind of knew that going in, like this was a good friend. But I think a year later, it's like, oh, crap, and this is like legit. So when they say marry your best friend, like they ain't joking because you're with each other all the time. It, I mean, it's hard for anybody to put all your weight on one person. And it's it's easy to do that when you're living with somebody, you know, to put problems, um, thoughts, interests all on one person and be so you don't want to be a an emotional, supportive burden to that person and vice versa. And I think giving each other space at times to do whatever he or she wants to do, I think that's that's totally fair. And you don't you don't need to be on yeah. top of that person all the time. And I think that was a lesson we we both kind of learned early on and we give each other space for our interests and our needs and and sleep and and rest and water and all the good things that keep us functioning, mm -hmm. but it's been really good. That's right. Yeah. You just take it a day at a time and it is still learning personality when there are struggles that come, you know, we kind of have an instinct of how each other is going to react. And sometimes we kind of can guess what will happen and other times we can't, but it really is just hearing it from the other person's point of view, whether you agree or not, just recognizing that, hey, that is your point of view and there's nothing that I can do to change that and just listening and being interested in listening. I think that's the other thing too, is take an interest in what they're saying and then share your bit and then kind of come to a thing. And so I think we have learned to do that nicely. And so I think we've built a nice little foundation for anything else that does come. And a lot of our arguments are very petty, like how much I want cake. 
and it's an eye roll and it's a no and it's like but you don't understand and you're like yes i do michaela we need to eat our vegetables and i'm like well technically cake is a cacao bean which means it's a plant so all you know i mean like it's just a funny thing of a back and forth but i think we do keep each other grounded in that definitely in that definitely sense. anything else anything no else i mean heart? it's it's been a roller coaster of a year but one of those fun roller coasters you know if you do enjoy roller coasters or if not then it's been a it's been a pleasant it's been a pleasant sit at the beach it's whatever you find fun it, it has been it has been it's beach. been so great it, it has been so nice yeah it's been good everyone kind of tells you what to expect going in and you can take bits and pieces of that but it really is what you make it when they say that marriages work, I think sometimes that gets a bad rap because it's not necessarily hard work every day. Yes, there are compromises. You realize who's really good at loading the dishwasher and who forgets or who leaves their laundry in the dryer for three days and forgets and who doesn't. So you just kind of learn different things like that. And I'm saying all that to say. Marriage is what brings us together. And we truly are together. <laughs> marriages work and so learning how you are at home learning different personalities and working together um it is work but it is what you make of it and so if you go in knowing that not all times are going to be good but if there is open communication um the freedom to be your independent self having just a lot of yeah. fun together it don't forget to laugh it's real good That's... i like it don't forget to laugh oh my gosh I think that's that's right up there with breathing. It has to be because there's sometimes I laugh so hard I can't breathe. And so it is very much a uh, cohesive thing. Well, thanks, babe, for coming on the pod and talking about marriage. Oh, I thought we were just talking online. Yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, so happy anniversary to us. Cheers to year two. And it's only going to get better. Love ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening. In addition to these podcasts, I have a newsletter that comes out every Wednesday. It is filled with more stories from my life, ones that I don't always share here, thoughts about the Enneagram, and more. So I invite you to head over to my website, MichaelaElizabeth.com, to sign up today. There you'll find all the info you need about Enneagram coaching and how to work with me, this podcast, and my latest creative passion project, Vintage Handmade Cards. And while you're on the World Wide Web, it would mean so much to me if you would follow Your Story Matters podcast wherever you listen, rate it, and review it for others to see so they can begin their journey in discovering their story matters. Until the next episode.